What's up, y'all? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today we got our week 14, which is crazy to think, but uh, week 14 recap. Uh, but first, we'll dive into a little bit of news, starting with the John D. Filippo firing. Why? Yeah. What's your thoughts? Uh, I like. I don't know if I like this move in the sense because uh, I think it's a whole bunch of things. But I did hear there was some turmoil between uh, Mike Zimmer and John D. Filippo, uh, mm-hmm. which it could be good if you just get uh, get that term- turmoil out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, locker the locker or the coaching staff is the same as the locker room. There's turmoil, in the, uh, turmoil in the coaching staff. There's gonna be, it's going to obviously lead down to the locker room, and you want to cut that out before, or you want to cut it before it gets started. Mm-hmm. And they've been on the skid here lately, and they paid big money to get, uh, to get Kirk Cousins, eighty-four uh, million guaranteed. To have him winning games, and right now he's uh he has the worst Monday Night Football record in in NFL history, zero and seven. And uh, yeah, and the and John D. Filippo was supposed to help out with that. He was a head coaching candidate for a lot of teams last year. Yeah, yeah, and now he <laughs> doesn't have a job, so that's crazy to think about in itself. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna put a lot of blame on Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people will. Mm-hmm. Look, you get what you pay for, and you know Kirk Cousins. You saw him play. Mm-hmm. You knew he was a middle of the pack quarterback. But at the same time, how much money is that worth you over a guy like Case Keenum, who really has had one great year in his career versus Kirk Cousins, who has been steadily average? Yeah. What are you going to take? You put Kirk Cousins, who's a better QB with those weapons, mm-hmm. you would hope something's going to happen, which is why Filippo was fired. You've got Adam Thielen. You've got Stephon Diggs. You've got Kyle Rudolph, which has been non-existent this year. Yeah, You've got Dalvin Cook. You've got Latavius Murray. Uh, yeah, their offensive line is pretty bad. It's actually the worst in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, I think they've allowed 190 pressures already through 14 weeks, which is 15 or something like that, more than yeah. any other team, uh, which is just insane. Like, some, like a quarterback can't overcome a, that bad of an offensive line. I mean, we saw a few years ago in Andrew Luck. I mean, he was able to go 11-5, 11-5, 11-5, with a terrible offensive line, mm-hmm. but it kept getting even worse. And then we saw what? Eight and eight. Eight and eight. And then what happened? He was out because he got hit so much. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't overcome an offensive line this bad. And we do see it. We see Kirk Cousins is on the ground a lot. I mean, I don't think I saw a pass play yesterday where Kirk Cousins was just chilling in the backfield, yeah. uh, being able to make a read. So the offensive line is a big factor. But at the same time, man, you've got you've got some of the. You've got maybe the best arsenal of weapons in the league, or at least some of the best, like a top five arsenal yeah. um, of offense in the league to use. Even with Kirk as your quarterback, yeah. you should be able to be – you should be clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they were a Super Bowl favorite this year. Yeah. And now they might not even make the playoffs. And uh, I think what's crazy is you get Dallin Cook coming off the ACL, who played phenomenal in like the first three or four weeks of the season. Yeah. Obviously, a little hiccup. He, he injured his hamstring, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh out for a little bit of time, but since since he injured his hamstring, they haven't been uh, haven't been able to get any ground game, especially when he's came back, as well. And that's the thing Mike Zimmer loves to do. He loves to run the football. Mm-hmm. He, that's how he gets the pass game open, and it's with every team as well. We've seen it with uh, the Rams. We'll get we'll get to that later though. But run uh, when you're able to run, it opens up the pass game. Yeah, and obviously the offense line is the worst in the league. So when 
you can't block anybody. You can't run the ball. Yeah. And I think this is this is more of a firing on players than it is on uh, what John D. Football was doing on coaching mm-hmm. as well. But if you're having turmoil and he's not listening to what you want to do, then then just uh, let him go and find somebody else because you're the head coach of the team. And I'm talking about Mike Zimmer here, but he's the head coach of the team, and you and as the head coach, you want you want it to run, you want to run it the way you want to. Yeah. And if he's not listening, or if he's doing something completely opposite of what you want to do, then uh, you have to make some changes. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you got to be a cohesive unit. Yeah. If you're going to win football games, I think that's an example with the Colts, uh, a team that was so dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. I know I talk about them, my favorite team, but it's you know it, it is an example. Because they were so dysfunctional, you know, just a year ago. They went 4-12. and 12. I know Luck was out and whatnot, but mm-hmm. Luck was out. The GM that they had before, Ryan Grixon, was awful. Was mm-hmm. wanting to do his own thing. Wouldn't talk to the players. Wouldn't talk to the coaches. Um, would make people start that Chuck Pagano wouldn't want to start, but then Chuck Pagano would want to do this, but they didn't want to do that. There was so much dysfunction that you saw it all come to a head, and the Colts just kind of pooped the bed when they were kind of you thought they were going to be the next great team mm-hmm. and you really thought then you really saw how bad they were yeah um and you know we've seen with the eagles yep you know another team that went in the opposite direction everybody was on the same page everybody you know this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it now everything's kind of just out of control you know yep. so you need cohesive um a cohesiveness through your throughout your building in the coaching staff on the team in management if you're going to want to win Super Bowls, as much as Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have, you know, had their little spats, you know, as of late in the past couple of years, why do you think they're still nine and four and had to lose on a fluke play, which is how they lost? Yeah. Come on. Like, because they're cohesive, they know what they need to do and they do it together. It, I mean, it matters. And it you really have a clear does. person in charge and everybody follows his lead. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll get to our next bit of news, which is, uh, the cap is supposed to raise from 187 million to 191.1 million in 2019, and this is huge because that means people are going to get a lot more money. It's another, yeah, it's yeah. another. Well, it that does mean that. So it definitely means that individual superstars in and of themselves will get even more money. Yeah, but it also means teams. Um, that want to spend free agency, that or that don't like spending a whole bunch of free agency, will have a little bit more to spend, and yeah. they don't have to worry. Like, okay, maybe I'll throw four million a year at this guy, versus, eh, I wouldn't have spent it on him. But now that the cap's raising, uh, it definitely helps some of these teams out. Yeah, and uh, it's it's raised a lot. I mean, I'm trying to get to it real quick. Uh, it's raised a whole bunch. Uh, I want to say a hundred thirty million since uh, two thousand fifteen to two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirty million, so it's been raising a lot, and that's what, and that's why you're seeing these max deals. That's why you're seeing new NFL history type uh, type of deals where you have Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack the next day. It's uh the 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 way we see things in the NFL is changing with yep. money. Uh, same thing with the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think they're. I don't. I don't know. Uh, what's happening here? I don't know if they're making more money because I know the views were dropping last year. For who? For the NFL, uh, viewership was dropping. But I like. But I think nah, I don't know how much some of that stuff is true. People say yeah. like the viewership was dropping and things like that. But like then, but then I would always hear every time. 
Yeah. Uh, record high for CBS football. Record high for uh, Fox. Especially Fox has been booming. Yeah. Um, they've just had such a incredible slate of games and incredible teams. Like Cowboys are back. Saints are coming back. You know, mm-hmm. L.A. Rams, big market. They're they're playing great. Chicago, yeah. big market. They're playing great. Uh, especially this year, ratings I think have gone even like have gone up. And I think ratings continue to go up. Even on Thursday night football, they even when people complain about it, the ratings still continue to increase. Yeah. So I don't know how much of that is true. Um. But at the you know, I definitely think there's there's a lot of factors in play of why, you know, the cap is raising. Uh, I definitely think it's it's because players are getting paid more. Yeah. Um. You know, when players are getting paid more, you want other guys to continue to get paid as well, so they can play. And I think raising the cap is just a good way to um, help a bunch of different teams out. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll go to Matt Miller's uh, big board, which is uh, one of the Bleacher Report guys. Mm, he's, and- he's the head guy at Bleacher Report for all the um, NFL scouting stuff. So he does all the, all the draft stuff for them. All the big boards. Um, I think he even does like a live draft coverage of stuff. So he's like, he's there. Todd McShay and Mel Kiper. That's what he is for Bleacher Report. So, all right. So our, all right. So this is the top five that he has. He has a uh, Nate Bosa at number one. He has a uh, Quentin Williams at number two. Uh, number three, he has Josh Allen. Number four, he has Devin White. And number five, he has Greedy Williams. And all those are defensive players. Nick yeah. Bosa being an uh, being a DN, Quentin Williams being an interior defensive lineman, Josh Allen being an edge rusher, outside linebacker, DN hybrid, um, Devin White linebacker from LSU, and Greedy Williams a cornerback from LSU. So I mean, and Ed Oliver is at six, which is craziest thing because he was supposed to be the number one pick this year. Yeah, and he uh, might go mid to late round. And it's it's interesting to see, you know, one how many defensive linemen are dominating this top 10, but also there's not an offensive player until number 10, and it's Jonah Williams, the left tackle from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this the amount of defensive players that are in this top 50 that he's got right here um, is just crazy to think about. But, I mean, I don't know. There's some really good players. I feel like the quality of players is just continuing to get better. Yeah. Like, as long as some of these guys don't get hurt, I see Nick Bosa being a superstar. I see Quentin Williams being a superstar interior D lineman. He's quick. He's powerful. Um, I mean, we've seen the run on the Alabama D lineman lately. Jonathan Allen, when he's healthy, he's been outstanding this year. Deron Payne has been a monster this year. Ashawn Robinson, when he's been in, been killing it for the Lions. Uh, Deshaun Hand, even a late-round pick for the Lions, he's been killing it this year as well. So, I mean, I don't think Quentin Williams is going to be an exception to that rule. I think he's going to be another great D lineman from uh, Bama. Josh Allen, Yeah. I mean, we saw him. We watched him every Saturday. I yeah. mean, he's from, you know, he played at Kentucky. We're from Kentucky. So. He's legit. He's, he is legit. He's the real deal. I yeah. mean, he will be the next Von Miller, Khalil Mack-esque um, type of, you know, outside linebacker, edge rusher. That's what he's about to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever gets him is about to get another superstar. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's just insane, dude, mm-hmm. like how good he really is. Yeah. I, in my opinion. I wouldn't even have a problem if you put him as your number one player because I think he's that special. Yeah, I think he's really um, good, too. He has a knack for stripping the ball. He can cover. Um, his his pass rushing moves are outstanding. He's not yeah. just a one-trick pony. I mean, he can do – he's powerful. He's quick. He's fast. He's good at hand fighting. Yeah. Um, he's good leverage. He can bend. Uh, yeah. Dude, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin White. 
Nah. Really fast. He's a fa- <laughs> he's a fast linebacker. Uh, he's a sure tackler as well. Uh, I did have a problem because when I when I did watch LSU this mm-hmm. year, I didn't hear a lot of his name. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he goes away in big games. Uh, but he does have the attributes of being a top five pick, mm-hmm. and with good coaching, he could be a legit player. Yeah, uh, he can do everything that you ask of a linebacker. But can he stay consistent mm-hmm. in big games? Uh, that that will that we'll see when 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 he gets drafted and stuff. Yeah, and uh, then we got Greedy Williams, who is legit. Uh, I think yeah, I like him a lot. It's him and it's DeAndre Baker right there from Georgia, uh, as the top two corners. And there's also Trayvon Mullen from Clemson. He's really good too. Uh, Greedy Williams is uh, he's legit. <laughs> he's legit. He'll, yeah, he'll be a starter right away. He'll be Marshawn Lattimore. He'll be Denzel Ward. He'll be that player. Uh, Tredavious White, yeah, yeah, he'll be that guy that comes in and you're like, oh, he's pretty good. Like, yeah, he's balling for that team. He made a difference, and he knows how to get away with uh, pass interferences and knows how to and knows how to shield himself from the ref to where they don't call anything. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen a couple of times in the Texas A&M game to where he's able to shield himself from getting a pass interference, even though he tugged a little bit. Yeah, he's a savvy player. He's mm-hmm. smart. I mean, look, you can get away with it. Yeah, all power to you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what we see on replay if the refs don't see it. It doesn't yeah. matter. And, uh, I mean, he's long, he's lanky, he's insanely fast. Mm-hmm. Um, great ball skills. Yeah. He's going to be a superstar. I mean, I, it's like, again, it's like kind of the theme. It's like, I think he's going to be a guy that's another superstar. Um, you know, I don't know much about Devin White. You know, you're talking about him. So, I don't know much about how great. I know he's a fast guy. I know he's a guy that's around the field a lot. But I don't know too much about him. Um, you know, Ed Oliver, you go to six. Again, like you said, he has all that. He has all the attributes. All the attributes. I mean, you could even say he. I mean, like again, you know, he could be the best player in this draft. He, like just add, his thing is attitude. Yeah, um, uh, he's had he's had some injuries as of late. He's had kind of an injury bug, and also the whole spat with the coaches um, multiple times now. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you getting from him? Are you getting a guy that thinks he's better than what he really is? Or you think are you getting a guy that knows he's great, so he's going to act out because of it? Uh, because Aaron Donald's the best football player in the league. You don't see him acting like that. Yeah, he might get – yeah, I mean, he's had his issues where maybe he's gotten to an argument with a guy on the field and stuff, but come on, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Seattle game when it happened earlier mm-hmm. when he ran on the field and tried to fight and whatnot. Like, okay, that happens. But he's – I've never seen Ed, or Aaron Donald ever give crap to the coach. I've never seen – you've never seen a bad thing about him. And He's the best player in the league. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Like you gotta control your, you gotta control your emotions. You gotta act like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's like the same age as me, but like, Which was, uh, it was over a stupid thing too about how he took a team jacket that mm-hmm. was only supposed to be for player use, and he wasn't playing. Yeah, it's like, dude, I get you're the best player on the team, but you're a team. Yeah, like that doesn't sit well with GMs and coaches mm-hmm. where. You know, like, again, I go to the Colts, but a guy like Chris Ballard, he's all about building the team with good, strong, solid um, players that have or, uh, leaders. Or, or John Dorsey. Or John Dorsey is the yeah. same way. It's like these guys, they they want these um, these leader guys. Like, when you're drafting the first round, especially in the top ten, these guys need to become, like, the main staple of your team. A Quentin Williams, a Baker Mayfield, guys that are ready to fight and die for your team. Not guys at the first sign of issues with the coaching staff, they get pissed off and and start arguing and say this and say that, and they're upset because they can't wear a jacket. Like wear wear two hoodies, man. Yeah. Come on the field, wear two hoodies if that if it's that cold. Mm. So uh, yeah, just... I mean, he's a great player though. Um, and maybe if he cleans up his stuff, 
you know, he could be like the next Warren Sapp, you know, the next the next Aaron Donald, the next type of great player like that. Um, and then you've got Rashawn Gary, Tra- uh, Trayvon Mullen, cornerback from LSU, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. He's a beast. We saw him play a few times. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's an animal. And then Jonah Williams. I know you don't like him a lot, but I still think he's good. Um, I would probably take Greg Little over him. Yeah. Just my opinion. Uh, but and then the, we'll we'll go down and the, the first quarterback's not until fifteen. Yeah, the co- it was just crazy. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Which is insane. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is his first quarterback in in the draft yeah. at fifteen. And then uh, Daniel Jones is twenty two, which is his next quarterback. And he's from Duke. Yeah, uh, Will Greer's twenty seven. And he had uh, Daniel Jones as the most NFL ready quarterback. And Drew Locke is forty six. I think that's all of his quarterbacks in the top fifty. Yeah. Because um, I think Justin Hubert is not – he's not coming out. They don't know yet. Right. So uh, that's why he's not in this top 50. But because they don't want to go to yeah, I would Oakland assume, or something like that. I would that. assume so. So, yeah, I mean, look, and, uh, and of course, you've got all the Clemson guys, all the Clemson D linemen um, that me and Wyatt have talked about plenty of times <laughs> in this top 50. Christian Wilkins, um, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Colin Farrell, or Clellan Farrell. I don't know how he says his name. It's a weird, weird name. But those guys are all animals. Um, uh, the two best receivers is uh, 28 and 32 with... Uh, Nikhil Harry and... And uh, DJ Metcalf. And DK Metcalf. Is it DK D- Metcalf? D- yes, DK, my bad. DK Metcalf and then... AJ Brown as well. So, I mean, you've got some really talented guys in here that um, I like a lot of these guys. Some of these guys I don't know much about. I have to look more up on them. But, you know, Dwayne Haskins is a guy I like a lot. And I think, you know, I think he's a guy that will come into this league... You, I've seen enough from him. I know it's been a one-year type of thing, but I've seen enough from him where he's not Cardell Jones from mm-hmm. Ohio State where, oh, he was a few-game wonder and he was crazy. Like, no. Like, you've seen the guy pass. He can put the ball where he wants to, when he wants to, on a dime, and where only his receiver can grab it. I mean, we've seen that multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And like I said yesterday um, when we were talking about our college football, he's going to be playing Washington, and that's a great – I mean, the guy right under him. Number 16, Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. Like, they've got studs on that defensive end mm-hmm. from uh, from Washington. And so that, that'll be a big uh, challenge for Dwayne. But if he can show that he's capable of passing against these type of players, I mean, I think that solidifies himself more and more within a top 10 type of pick. Yeah. I think whoever gets him, it might take a year, mm-hmm. give him a year. But I think he's more pro-ready than uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he's more pro-ready than Josh Allen. And I think he might be a better pro prospect than uh, Josh Rosen or even Sam Darnold uh, mm-hmm. that come in because some of those guys had issues with turnovers or yeah. issues with injuries, and he's not have really either either of those issues. Mm-hmm. So and he's a big body too. Yeah, yeah, which helps out a lot. Uh, so you want to go to our slate of games? Yeah, we can. All yeah. right, so uh, first slate of game or first game, we'll go. We're not even doing Thursday, are we? No. It's- I don't really care about that game. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> what was it? It was the Jags and Titans. Oh, good, on, uh, good job for Derrick Henry. Let's give him a shout-out. Oh, that Great was game. Great an game. amazing run. And, and uh, I would say if you're a Titans fan, like I don't know why you don't question their coaching staff of why they don't run the ball with him more. I know there's issues with his consistency maybe, but, I mean, when you only give him 10 carries a game or – you know, crap like that. It's like, what do you expect? And when you run the ball, fourth and one, fourth and inches, fourth and goal at the one with uh, Deion Lewis, who's five eleven, not even two hundred pounds. That's insane as well. It was just, I, I, the coaching staff needs to figure out what they want to do with Derrick Henry because mm. he, he's a generational talent that 
does not get used. Yeah. And it's crazy. Uh, so, right, so we'll go to our first game here, which is the Colts at the Texans. And uh, great win for the Colts. I'll say that. Great Huge win. Huge win. They, Huge they win. need this. They shut uh, they shut the Texans offense down. And, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I've been surprised within the last couple weeks because they've been able to shut these offensive de- off- offenses down. And their secondary, what we've been saying is the worst in the league, has shown up. Yeah. They have shown up. They're allowing the pass rush to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denise Autry's going off. Yeah. He, that's why I got paid him. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and then Andrew Luck, he's, he's second in MVP voting. He has to be. Uh, Drew Brees has not had the best last couple of weeks. I don't think he's in the running anymore, really. I think he is, but he's going to need, like, Pat Mahomes is going to have to have a couple bad games. I'm, I'm saying that he's, like, second, though. He should be second. Uh, Pat Mahomes is four and four hundred away going to be the MVP. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. He uh, should be, anyways. But uh, but yeah, Andrew Luck is he's definitely second in the MVP vote. He has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just had an outstanding game, yeah. man. And uh, uh, Ty. Oh yeah! Wow, that was insane. Uh, Ty is just phenomenal. I mean, dude, he missed what like four games this year, or something. Yeah, it's four games this year. He's only played ten. And uh, he has, like, close to 1,000 yards in 10 games. I mean, just imagine what his stats would be if he played in f- those other four games. I mean, who knows? And I know yeah. T.Y. can sometimes be a uh, – you can see some of his stats, and you're like, oh, four catches for 40 yards. Oh, six catches for 150. Oh, two catches for 17. Oh, six catches for 170. Like, that's kind of the player he is. But he's such a, a deep threat. He's such an explosive player. Mm-hmm. Um and I was, it was just, a, as a fan of the Colts, but more importantly, as a fan of football, it was good to see him really shredding up a defense. Uh, and that's kind of the issue with the Texans, man. Their, their secondary is good, I would say, but it's not anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if anything's going to hurt the Texans in the playoffs, it's going to be a secondary. Um, it's going to be not being able to defend the pass, maybe against the Pat Mahomes, against the Tom Brady. But, you know, they were able to get some pass rush on Andrew Luck. They got pressure on him uh, a lot. And, you know... They only got two sacks, but there were quite a few more pressures than just the two sacks. And, you know, I think that played a huge factor um, early on in the game where the Colts struggled a lot on offense. But, you know, like you said, Wyatt, the Colts' defense played outstanding. Uh, Darius Leonard, again, was a boss. Anthony Walker for them was a boss. Five uh, sacks. Corners, five sacks as a team. And ten and a half tackles for loss as a team. That's huge. That's yeah. That's insane to think they, about. They, they weren't they weren't able to get any run game. No, uh, without the without the Sean Watson, they uh, average I think around three yards a carry, which mm-hmm. is not which is not the best. And uh, and yeah. as much as I've ragged on my own Colts defense because they've always they've let me down for even when the Peyton Manning was there, they've let me down just for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ranked eleventh in the league in total defense, fifteenth in pass, and ninth against the run. Um, that is one thing that's been insanely impressive to me is the Colts' run defense. Mm-hmm. And if they, can, if they can just manage the back end of their defense and their corners can play good enough and they can continue to get some type of pressure, mm-hmm. the Colts can be a dangerous team heading into the playoffs. Yeah. And I've said this to Wyatt multiple times. My two most dangerous teams, and one of them we'll talk about later, is the Colts and the Seahawks. Um, and, the yeah, the Ravens are a dangerous team. But if you get Andrew Luck and the Colts in the playoffs, nobody wants to play them. You don't want to play the Colts. Um, good luck defending Andrew Luck. Good luck playing against Darius Leonard. Yeah. Good luck defending Eric Ebron, who has just had 
an insane um, season this year after, you know, being labeled a bust. Good luck playing Russell Wilson. Good luck playing Bobby Wagner. Like, those two teams, to me, if they can get in the playoffs, yeah. I don't know if they're, if they're Super Bowl caliber just yet, but, man, they're scared. They're teams that... They, uh, Seahawks could upset uh, the Rams. Yeah, the, like the Colts could upset the Patriots. The Colts mm-hmm. could upset a team like Kansas City. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but, I mean, like, they're playing a type of football. Uh, it's just – it's very impressive to watch. Like, mm-hmm. they're just playing like a like a very – they're playing way better than what their record shows. Yeah. Uh, the last time they let up over 30 points was uh, week six. Wow. The and, Colts? Yeah, wow. in an offensive league. That's uh, – That's really impressive. That's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, and it was to the Jets. Mm-hmm. All teams. Uh – yeah, so we're so we're saying we've been saying for the last couple of weeks their the defense is terrible. They they've up thirty points. They've been sticking. They've been stepping up. Yeah, they've been uh, stepping up. They're allowing twenty at least, but they're mm. not allowing thirty. And yeah. it's that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Watson, not his best performance. Not his best performance. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the Colts defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. And it's not like Deshaun played terrible. It's no, more it, just it, uh, a beautiful pass to D Hop in the end zone. Yeah, uh, and he just—I don't know—like being sacked when he's under that amount of pressure. That's mm-hmm. the issue for me, um, along with some of their secondary issues with the Texans. Mm-hmm. They're off the line. It's just not good. Yeah, it's not. Um, uh, it, it reminds me just of the Vikings. It reminds me of what the Colts were just a year ago. Uh, it's but, not good. <laughs> yeah, and Deshaun Watson's able to make make plays with his uh, mm-hmm. with his feet. And I've been saying this the whole year. When you're making a team one-dimensional, you you should beat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colts made uh, the Texans one-dimensional mm-hmm. uh, this week. Without Deshaun Watson, they're averaging three yards a carry. You're not going to win with three yards a carry. And uh, 50, 54 yards with your running backs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not gonna win like that. So it's, I mean, and they, and for the most part, the Colts took out D Hop. Yeah, four catches, thirty-six yards, and a touchdown in the end zone. You know, kind it's of a crazy uh, pass. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. Uh, it was just a very impressive defensive performance, and this is nothing bad on the Texans. The Texans, to me, are still a Super Bowl contender right now. When mm-hmm. um, you've got guys like JJ. Um, you've got guys like Jadavion, you've got guys like D-Hop, you've got guys like, obviously, Deshaun Watson. Um, they're a dangerous team, and I just think the Colts are just, I think the Colts are just as good of a team. Um, if not, maybe maybe a tad better than the Texans. Honestly, if you look at the teams overall, um, and the way the Colts have played, I know the Texans have went on a crazy streak, you know, they won nine in a row, which was just insane, but... The Colts have been playing some great football, and the Colts got a tough challenge coming up, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But you know, like I said, they're a scary team. Yeah. They're a very scary team if they get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck can make some crazy stuff happen. Yeah. So uh, you want to go to the miracle at Miami? Yeah, that, uh, was, uh, <laughs> that was insane. Uh, yeah, it's uh, New England has lost their last five out of six in Miami. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Uh, they did not play good in Miami at all. And the thing is, they, they if they would have won, they would have clinched the division. Yep. Now they can't clinch the division, which is crazy. Yeah, because say the Patriots lose out, they go nine and seven, and the, and the Dolphins win out, they go ten and six. Dolphins clinch the division, yeah. and Patriots maybe. Is that an ad, Houston? 
I'm just gonna exit out of that. <laughs> was I was ad. on ESPN. <laughs> it's an ad. It was an ad, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. but uh, we'll get back to it. All right, go uh, back to that. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah, I'm and the thing down. is, though, uh, New England has two division <laughs> games left. As long as the Steelers, as long as the Steelers oh, and Pitt, uh, they uh, the last two games are home, are home games, which. Which favors them though a lot though. Uh, you get the Jets at home. You get the Bills to finish out the season after this pit game that, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they lose one one game or yeah, if they lose one of those games, Miami takes the division in a tiebreaker. Do they? Right now, do they? Right now, uh, wait. What is it? No, no mind. They they lose two. If they lose the pit, say they lose the pit this week, and they lose one of those division games. Mm. Miami takes it with, takes the tiebreaker because I think they have uh yeah they uh yeah they have the same yeah uh New England would have uh, a worse amount of division wins hmm. than uh or worse amount uh, a worse division percentage than uh, Miami so here's something interesting yeah Patriots are three and four on the road three and four mm. uh that. All the losses have come on the road, and... They have one more game on the road. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Who do they play on the road? Do you know? Pitt. 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 They and play then, this week. And so. they get two home games to finish out the season against teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Miami, uh, same old, same old. Uh, they play average, and then but when they need to step up against New England, they do. Yeah. And uh, and Tom Brady's 7-10 and 10 in his career in Miami. Um, you know, so he's, it's just kind of one of those mm-hmm. things you've always, those teams that always kind of have your number in certain situations, whether it's at their place or whether it's just facing you in general. But the one thing I look at is the Dolphins kind of had their way offensively with the Patriots. Yeah, um, yeah. Patriots defense has been, you know, for some, for the most part, pretty solid this year, kind of like usual. Yeah. And, um, the Dolphins have just, they really were able to capitalize on a lot of stuff. And Ryan Tannehill only threw the ball 19 times. Yeah. And only completed the ball 14 times. And, but uh, he passed for 265 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, the only player outside that did not have two receptions, or that had more than two receptions in the <laughs> game, was Kenny Stills. Yeah, Kenny was balling. Yeah, uh, a bunch, a whole bunch of other people that had just one reception. One, Yeah, one big catch. And the, the crazy thing to me, and we've talked about this before, is the... The asphyxiation with Frank Gore from Adam Gase. Like, I get Frank Gore had 12 carries for 92 yards. The dude's still running like he's not going to retire within the next 15 years. I get he could probably play until he's 72. But yeah. come on, man. Like, you've got Kenyon Drake. The dude touched the ball one time in a pass game. He got a 55-yard touchdown to win you the game. He mm. weaved and bobbed his way through, like, four or five people. Mm. Could have pitched it back if he wanted to. But instead, he took it upon himself and ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and you only t- you only gave him six carries in the run game. Six. What do you I mean? What do you expect him to do with six carries? And how I expect him to develop as well. Yeah, I mean, yes. I like Kenyon Drake a lot, and I know you know you maybe you don't like him as much as I do, but I think the dude is a I think he's a really good running back. Yeah, and my my philosophy my philosophy is. You play them, you you put them in, and you let them develop. That's how they're going to develop. They're not going to develop watching the side, watching from the sideline. Uh, same thing with the quarterback. They're just not going to develop watching from the sideline. Aaron Rodgers had glad gifted abilities, mm-hmm. uh, so he was when, so when he was sitting, he was able to put his uh, gifted abilities 
with what he learned. Mm-hmm. But most players, they they don't learn until they're on the field. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, you put him on the field, he's he's going to get better every mm-hmm. single week. Uh, when you send him out, he just don't, he don't get the reps. Yep. He don't get yep. he don't get the ex- game experience that you want him to. And I thought Frank Gore was a uh, signing to help Kenny and Drake develop as a running back, as a uh, potential franchise running back. But no, they just signed Frank Gore just to give him the load and push Kenny and Drake aside, which is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it dumbfounds me a little bit. I don't get mm-hmm. it as much because I think if you gave Kenny Drake the ball more. Yeah. They'd be a better team. Yeah, I think they'd be more explosive. Mm-hmm. And you just, I mean, because Frank Gore is still killing it. But, man, like, there's certain times he's just not an explosive guy anymore. He's going to get you, you know, a tough four or five yards, but he shouldn't be your bell cow. And, look, Tom Brady played great. Um, he had some really good plays, but there's certain things you kind of question. Like, is he losing a little bit? Mm-hmm. Is he still the same player? And there, and I get those are questions you know, a lot of people are going to have. I still think Tom Brady's fine. I, I, I still think he's going to be A-OK when maybe it comes to playoff time. One, but, more, one or two more years. But I think, yeah, I think I think maybe next year will be his last. Yeah. I really do. Because um, we are starting to see some things. Like, he's not moving in the pocket as well. Like, you know, one guy came at him and he fell. Yeah. Like, I mean, just I mean, I get that's kind of what he's always done. He doesn't, doesn't want to take the hits. And especially as he's, you know, 41 or whatever now. I, I understand that, but at the same time, man, like, you're in the red zone. You had an opportunity to shake and make a pass or something, yeah. and, you know, you kind of just kind of just tumbled to the ground a little bit. It was weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's crazy to think, because you know, we're thinking, oh, he has five more years, but we've seen it with Brett Favre. Uh, he he got the 41 or 42, mm-hmm. and then one injury, a sprained ankle, ended his career. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was just like, yeah. it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. It's a so any little injury to Tom Brady could end it, which mm-hmm. is crazy to think about. Yeah, and uh, so you, we'll go to our next game, which is the Ravens at the Chiefs. Uh, good game for uh, it wasn't the best game for Lamar. Good game mm-hmm. for Pat Mahomes though. Great game for Pat Mahomes. Uh, he showed that he can he can put together a game winning drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar played like a rookie. Yeah, lost the ball on his side of the field, uh, and allowed the Chiefs to attempt. Obviously, we know he missed it, but attempt a game-winning field goal in regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he gets injured because they run him like a running back. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Don't run him that much. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, him, he had thirteen carries. Him running. Yeah, and he's at like twenty-seven the past couple games. Over twenty. Uh, him him just being Lamar Jackson should be enough as a threat than actually putting him out there in danger mm. to get hit. It's uh and it's just desi- it's not even read option plays. It's just designed quarterback draw plays. Let him throw the football. He he's got another uh, passing touchdown this week. Uh, he's not that bad of a thrower. Like my uh, I think he's a little bit more accurate than uh, Josh Allen. Uh, he doesn't have the arm as Josh Allen. But he has a pretty good arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can fit in passes, and it's just annoying. Uh, I think John Harbaugh doesn't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's doing anything, everything in his power to not be there, which means run Lamar the ball like uh, a crap ton. I don't know. I don't know. It's just annoying. I don't, it's annoying to watch sometimes. I don't agree with you there, but I don't have an issue with them running Lamar. 
I don't really have an issue with it. But, I mean, like, they had a chance to win. Yeah, I know. They had a fourth and nine. I mean, we're sitting here watching it. They had a fourth and nine. The Ravens had a chance to go eight and five and uh, really up their chances of solidifying that sixth seed and really pushing themselves to even maybe win. Actually, would have been first place in the division, actually. Because they would have had eight, still would have only had seven wins. They would have bumped up to first. The defense let them down. The defense let them down. And I get they were playing good all game. I get they had only held them to uh, 17 points at that at that point in time. And I get that. And it was 24 to 17. But, man, when you got – and I get Pat Mahomes is a special player. And that was one heck of a throw, dude. Yeah. Running to his right, not looking, just cross his body across the other side of the field yeah. on a dime to Tyreek Hill. But there were, like, three guys around Tyreek. Three. There were, like, four guys in pursuit of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who had a chance to win the game right there. And I get they were playing great all game. Make another play. You had that right there. That was there. an interception. That, it, you, Pat Mahomes threw that to be an interception. You couldn't ask for a better situation. Fourth and nine. Mm-hmm. With that defense. And you, I mean, I get Pat Mahomes is the MVP this year. I get it. How special of a guy he is. I mean, he made a no-look pass, for God's sakes. He looked the other way and just legit passed it right on a dime to his receiver. And I get he's a special talent, man, but fourth and nine? I'm not going to put all the blame on Lamar. I know he didn't play great. I know certain things, like maybe they shouldn't run the ball with him as much. But I think he's an effective runner, and I think it helps their team out, and I think it's what they like to do well. Um, they've always been a kind of a ground-and-pound team. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there were passes from Lamar yesterday where I was impressed. You know, there was a couple he uh, just zinged it in there. I mean – between two defenders, right between you know, right for his guy to catch. Mm-hmm. So he's got potential in the passing game. I wish they'd just allow him to maybe spread his wings a little bit more passing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to really see what he's capable of. But you know, and I think it was an impressive win for the Chiefs, though, yeah. able to come back down um, against a defense like that. And I think it kind of shows, though, you know, you get the, you get a good defense against these Chiefs in Arrowhead. In Arrowhead, um, and you kind of force Pat Mahomes to make magic happen. Uh, maybe the magic won't happen. Maybe it will. But if you kind of have the ball in his court, you know, you kind of force their hand to be in a one-dimensional team. Uh, and so I think we've kind of found, I wouldn't say their weakness, but kind of more of how do you slow them down. All right, you play good, solid, you play good, tough defense. You rush the passer. Um, and you need really good corners. Yeah. Uh, you need some good corners to defend on the back end because if not, Pat Mahomes is going to torture you. Mm-hmm. But if so... And you can get some pressure. We've seen it with the Broncos. They've done it. We've seen it with the Ravens. Those similar style of defenses. Um, and that could be – that could hurt them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But right now, Pat Mahomes is playing magical. Um, and if he – even if a defense is playing like that and he's coming back, I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, now now we're just – we've seen everything. We've seen him come back and win this week. Mm. It's the thing that we're missing. We haven't seen him legitimately come back and win a game. Mm. Uh, now the next thing is what happens with Andy Reid in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they clinched already. They clinched with the win. Uh, and they should get home field advantage, which should. is going to be huge. Uh, now now it's on Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It's not on Pat Mahomes anymore. It's on Andy Reid. What do you do now? Mm-hmm. It, uh, so that's the big question coming going into the playoffs for the Chiefs. All right, so we'll go to probably the most exciting ending to a game. Probably not the most exciting to watch, but the most exciting ending. I don't know about that. What about the Dolphins and the Patriots? Oh, that was... Oh. 
I went out of my mind real quick. Just slap you. Yeah, no, uh, but, but they. Oh, I, I know what game you're talking about. Uh, Eagles, <laughs> Eagles at Dallas. That was pretty exciting too, though. Uh, Mari Cooper has revitalized his career. Yes, I, I'm still gonna be hesitant on him a little bit. We'll see what he does next year, like a full year under his belt with Dallas. But these, uh, how many games has it been? Five. Uh, yeah, five or yes. something, five, four week or five. Week nine, week nine. So yeah, uh, have been phenomenal. Uh, he's been really good. He's he's helped out Dak a lot. Uh, Dak's not a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's a starter. Uh, he's a play starter, in my opinion. Uh, he had to throw to Michael Gallup that could have ended the game. Uh, overthrew him by like twenty yards. Uh, that was that was like a ninety yard touchdown too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the game, they were up by I think seven at that point, and overthrew him by twenty yards. Had a ninety yard touchdown. Uh, he's not a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's a play starter at best. He's a backup. Uh, franchise quarterbacks don't miss those throws. No. This game shouldn't have gone to overtime. Yeah. You yeah, know, I'm happy that it did, and we get to see that play happen. It shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, Eagles played better than what I thought they would. Uh, I had doubts about their offense coming in. Uh, just the Eagles. I don't know, but the, the Eagles have had a hangover. They already they had a Super Bowl hangover. This is the definition of it. Mm-hmm. They have everybody, everybody back healthy now. I know their secondary shot at the moment, mm-hmm. but everybody in the offense is back, except minus uh, Jay Ajayi. But it's, they're having a Super Bowl hangover, and uh, when you go cheap, this is what you get too with your running game when you go cheap. Uh, we've seen it multiple times in the league where teams go cheap mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. But New England goes cheap all the time. I think people are trying to replicate what New England does. New England goes cheap all the time. But you don't have Tom Brady back there. You don't have Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. They help you out. Uh, well, the biggest thing is mm-hmm. Frank Reich is gone. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen the difference. The, yeah. uh, John Filippo, what did he kind of run in, in Vikings? I don't know. wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, wasn't they didn't use tight ends heavily? What are the Colts using Indy? Tight ends, a lot, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so you've kind of seen that shift. And and the Eagles, man, they've got one of the best tight end duos in the league, and and a, an emerging rookie in Dallas Godair, and also Zach Ertz, who's one of the best in the league. You know, just because I mean he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got deep threats. They've got Alshon Jeffrey. They've got Nelson Aguilar. Um, they've got Golden Tate now, who's an amazing route runner and can do it all. You've got Josh Adams. You've got guys that can run between the tackles. Uh, Carson Wentz was missing some throws in some key moments. Yeah. Uh, what talking about going take here? He was like a third and seven late in the game. Mm-hmm. Threw it way behind him. Way behind. Yeah. Uh, if he yeah. would have just put it right in front of him, just a little bit. That was about first 20, down. probably a twenty yard game, maybe. Uh, knowing how shifty uh, going Tate is. Yeah. Uh, and going Tate showed some frustration too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well after the throw, he threw his hands up. Uh, so I don't. It, it's it's, a, it's, it's the, a bunch of things for the Eagles right now. I don't think the Eagles are making the playoffs. They've got a really tough end of the stretch. I think they might go eight and eight, um, but I don't, that's not going to be yeah. good enough. It might be. They still got the Chiefs left, but I think don't they? I don't think they do. I don't know. Is it New Orleans or the Chiefs? They got New Orleans, New Orleans Redskins, and there's another team I forgot. Um, but I mean, Dak went. You know, got oh, Texans. My bad. It was the Texans. Oh no, they got the Rams and Texans left. I, I get that all mixed up. Dak went yeah. 42 of 54, 455 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. But like you said, like those stats are not indicative of how he kind of played. Yeah. Um, 
He over. Know, I'm he just have more. Like he threw it up to Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper has had, like you said, a resurgence of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, two great years in the NFL to start off his career. He was a two-time Pro Bowler to start off, and in the last couple of years, man, mm-hmm. just kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, and, he, and, the, and the crazy thing is, he's still only 24 years old. Yeah, he's still insanely young, but now he has four years under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you, sometimes you get a guys out of a bad situation. Sometimes you get guys out of being just in too much of a routine with the same team and the same crap, and then they're doing the same bad habits. You get them in a new system. You get a team that really wants them. They feel they they feel wanted. They're the main target. Um, and their career just revitalizes. And you know, I don't know. I th- I think it's really good to see. You know, I'm happy for him. Uh, and I think he's the reason Dak looks so good. Dak just literally would throw it up to him. And he would have to make some crazy catches. And then yeah. obviously the one to end the game, a tip up in the air that wasn't a good pass at all. It should have been intercepted probably. Great defensive play yeah. as well. And he made it. I mean, he just made a fantastic catch. And, you know, Zeke still playing like ki- Zeke. 40 touches. Yeah. 40 touches. He has as many touches as uh, Dak had completions. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, 113 yards yeah. rushing, 79 yards receiving. And like we've talked about, that's how they win the football game. Mm-hmm. Get him involved. Make sure he's the main focal point. And then you've got a guy named Amari Cooper who's um, been reborn again mm. on the outside. And you throw to him, that defense as well, playing the way they're playing, man. Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. Byron Jones. They could be a dangerous team. But it's all on deck. Yeah. It's all on deck and it's on Jason Garrett. What can they do? Uh, you want to go to our next game? Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the Steelers at Oakland. Probably the funniest game, I'd say. Probably the funniest ending of the weekend. Where uh, uh, Chris Boswell slipped. Mm-hmm. I know it's a terrible field. Uh, people have complained about that field for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, being terrible. Uh, he slipped and uh, therefore he couldn't kick to the ball. It was, uh, it was a sloppy game for both teams. Uh, Derek Carr looked like the old Derek Carr. Yeah, played great. Uh, uh, I th- we're we're kind of getting what Oakland should have been these last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They're playing teams close. Uh, they're not winning them, but they're playing them close. Mm. Uh, that's on part of how John Gruden's uh, been coaching, I think. Mm. And I think it's uh, some of these young players are buying into the system. Mm. They're buying into what John Gruden's been doing. John Gruden's not a bad coach. No, he's actually a really good coach. Uh, Derek Carr needs need to step up, and he did. He threw some. Passes I haven't seen him throw in a long time. Uh, threw the, I think he threw the Jared Cook on one play. Threw it in between like three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the smallest windows I've ever seen a quarterback put it through. They would put it on the money. Uh, he did that a couple times in the game. And then Big Ben, they, when you when you can come back in the game, mm-hmm. come back in the game when your team's losing to one of the worst teams in the league or one of the worst record teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Come back in the game and help your team win the game. You've now lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the Steelers. They're folding, and they get a tough schedule left. It's the same thing that always happens yeah. to them. It's the same. It's the same crap. And I get it's not all Mike Tomlin's fault, but yeah. and I'm not gonna put all the blame because some people like to put all the blame on Mike Tomlin. Like, well, he runs a loose ship and this and that. I think it comes down to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you hear stories of Big Ben, and I love Big Ben. I think he's one of the best QBs I've ever seen in my life, but. You know, you hear things of, oh, he was ready to come back in in the third quarter, so why didn't he come back in? Yeah, no. There's things, you know, of, there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, that's just Big Ben, you know. He likes to be dramatic, and, you know, that's just Big Ben's personality to wait till they're down just to see if he could come back and win. 
Really? Like, what do you like? You're fighting for a playoff spot. If the Ravens would have been able to stop a fourth and nine, you're moved down to a fifth seed. Or, my bad, a sixth seed, excuse me. Yeah. A sixth seed. Fighting for a playoff spot against a team in Indy that's hot. Against a team in uh, Miami that could get on a roll. Against a team in Tennessee that could still make the playoffs. Yeah, and it, you don't want to leave it up to Cincinnati. No. You don't. Uh, Cleveland, I think, has the Ravens left. Cleveland can. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Cleveland still. could win out. Mm-hmm. Cleveland could easily win out. Uh, and the thing is, Cleveland could clinch the division. It's crazy. Uh, they they're still his next two games. Uh, they're at home versus uh, versus New England, and then they're in New Orleans versus New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Those are two losses, in my opinion. Those are two losses. <laughs> so they're dropped to uh, seven, seven, and one. Yeah, and then then you get the Bengals. Who we seen last year mm-hmm. would make the stupidest throw you can make and make the craziest play you can make to get a team in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, it it's not it's not impossible. Like and the sad the, the crazy thing is the Steelers could also win the next three games. Yeah. Um, because they they have that much talent. But the thing it's the same story that it always is. You may you might have the most talented team in football, but mm. if you can't have a tight knit unit that is disciplined, mm. you're not going to win many football Definitely. games. They're always more talented, and they will be even when they play the Patriots this Sunday. Mm. They're a very they're they're much more talented than the Patriots. Outside of Tom Brady being the QB, they've got a better running back uh, situation. Well, until uh, as long as James Conner comes back, they've got a way better receiving core combination. Um, yeah, maybe they're not as great on the tight ends, but maybe overall tight end as a group, better. I would say a better offensive line. I would say a better defensive unit, better defensive players. And they always lose. It's because they're yeah. undisciplined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 sad to see because it's like you have so much potential. You all could have already won a couple Super Bowls by now. Like, Big Ben could have been a four-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And, and they just keep doing the same. It's the same stuff. Yeah. It's the same crap. Yeah, it's it's annoying to watch. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to the Sunday night game. Uh, I'm happy about it because I'm a Bears fan. Uh, I think this is the best win the Bears have had since since 2006, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I think it's the best one they've had. Uh, Definitely the biggest. I yeah. mean, that was, in my opinion, that's a crucial game because, you know, we know the Vikings lost. We get that, and the Bears still would have been up two games. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the Bears might have moved down to a four seed. Yeah. Like, you know, I think every chance you get to have as much home field advantage as you can, you need to take that, especially yeah. in Chicago in the cold weather. We saw what it did to the Rams. And I told you yesterday, you know, you may, maybe you get the Rams in Los Angeles. It might still be a close game, but I think their their offense will be better. But that home field right there is important. Mm-hmm. And if the Bears can somehow sneak into a two-seat, I don't, I don't see it happening right now with the Rams and Saints being there. But if one of those teams can falter and the Bears go 12-4 and four, – and the Rams go twelve and four. Let's just say that happens, or the the Saints go twelve and four, and something, and somehow they get ahead of them. I don't know. Uh, the, Bear, the if that happens, if one of those two teams drops to twelve and four, Bears automatically get that uh, two two seed. I think. Hmm. Uh, so Bears would have a first round bye if that would happen. If that happens, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge for uh, for a team um, like the Bears that rely so much on their defense to give them a rest. Mm-hmm. But at this, I mean, that was just such an impressive. Yeah, yeah I want to say this. Stop giving all the credit to Khalil Mack. Stop. It's the whole defense. Yeah. It is the whole defense. You got Akeem Hex, you got Eddie Goldman. Eddie, uh, Khalil Mack didn't cost that safety. Eddie Goldman did. But they, a, a fantastic move on uh, one of the best centers, and I think, in the league, John mm-hmm. Sullivan. John Sullivan, yep. Uh, 
Leonard Floyd had a lot of pressures in the game. Yeah, he's uh, stepping it up. The linebackers, Dan Trevathan, Roquan Smith, they were able to flow. They were able to attack the holes, and they were able to get to, uh, get to uh, Todd Gurley. Mm. Uh, they didn't allow him to get anything. Well, the headline game. here is Goldman, dominant um, defense, leads Bears over Rams. So even Eddie Goldman got the got the lead on this uh, story this week. But yeah, I agree. It's from Eddie Jackson to Adrian Amos to Kyle Fuller to Prince of Mucamara to Bryce Callahan um, to Roquan Smith playing outstanding football. Mm-hmm. People kind of forget about him because of Leonard, because of Leighton Van Der Esch. But dude, he's playing. I mean, dude's. A, I mean, he'll be a Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. I mean, he's playing great. Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd, obviously Khalil Mack, one of the best players in the league. Uh, Eddie Goldman and of course K- uh, Akeem Hicks. It, in my opinion, you go. Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Akeem Hicks in that order. Yeah. That's the best interior defensive lineman in the game of football. And he's not going to make the Pro Bowl for some reason. Uh, uh, no, he's like eighth in voting in D, D tackles, which is crazy. I don't know if that's overall at the league or NFC. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, but I mean, at the same time, regardless, I mean that Bears defense is just insanely good, and to hold a team like the Rams, I mean, like that. Yeah, they miss Cooper Cup. Yeah, it's in Chicago. But you would expect the Rams to do better than that. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff looked like a shell of himself. 20 of 44, 180 yards, and four to, uh, and the, four interceptions. And the thing is, Mitchell Trubisky played worse than him. Oh, God. Mitchell Trubisky was awful. I and don't – I, I, I've been a big defender of him. This is his worst game of his career. Yeah. This is I. It could be some sort of issues. It could be – it's his first game back in 10, in 10 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he played awful. He played he, terrible. He played man. terrible. Um, that is my that is my concern with the Bears because right now you get the Bears in the playoffs. It's gonna be hard to beat them, but the the thing that scares me about the Bears is is uh, Trubis- What are you gonna get from Trubisky? Is he gonna be consistent enough? Because you know he was starting to get on a roll. Like he was starting to be consistent. You were starting. Okay, this is the guy we want as our QB. He went down. Yeah, they they went one and one without him. Okay, that's cool. Um, they should have beat the Giants. They should be a 10-win team and have already clinched mm. the division right now. Yeah. But all right, that's fine. Trubisky needs to come in, and he needs to step up. I know he admitted to what he did wrong. He knows what he did wrong. Which is good as a Bears fan because you have, I haven't seen a quarterback do that in a while. For, yeah. For Chicago Bears. And so he need, But he needs to improve. Yeah. Um, that's the key right now. If he can improve and get back to what he was doing before his injury, yeah. um, Bears are a dangerous, dangerous team in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah. It's uh they could they should have won more. Trubisky plays better. They could win by thirty. Yeah, it, yeah. They had that many chances. Yeah, and uh, don't sleep on the Bears all line here. Aaron Darnold got shut out. Yeah, they. He, he only had one tackle. James in the game, Daniels as a rookie, um, he balled out. Um, he dominated Aaron Donald. Yeah. And Aaron Donald had a couple pressures. Yeah. But it was nothing like Aaron Donald that we are used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Cody Whitehair is a legit center. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't sleep on him, and don't sleep on uh, Witzman. Uh, Witz, uh, what's his Ritzman. name? Ritzman. Ritzman. Whatever Ritzman, <laughs> his name is. I always joke uh, about him, but yeah. He was a backup lineman. Yeah, he's, he's a backup. man and been playing great. Yeah, it's the only the only question mark is Bobby Massey on the O line, mm-hmm. and he played pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so great team one for the Bears. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go to Monday night Vikings at Seattle. Yep. Uh. Great win for Seattle. Great win. They're, uh, they're going to be five. The yeah, I think they're. I think they're going to make it. Um, uh, Vikings, I don't think are. No, I don't think it's crazy because I think the Giants are. It was just crazy to think about. I don't know the Giants. Like the Giants are going to have to win out. They play the Colts still. Um, I think what they. I don't know who else they play, but I know they play the Colts, uh, which is going to be a hard game. So I don't know about all that, but 
I mean, with this game, man, the Seahawks have proved they are a legit team. And this is why I say, um, along with the Colts, they are the two scariest teams entering the playoffs. You've got Russell Wilson, a top five QB, doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants, putting the ball where he wants. You've got Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Mike Davis in the backfield. The only running back, uh, the only team in the NFL this year to have three running backs over 250 yards. Uh, Chris Carson almost 800, and both Mike Davis and Rashad Penny close in the 400-yard range, which is insane. They're running the ball outstanding. Their offensive line is actually playing a lot better than any of us thought they oh, would. Yes, a yes. lot, like way Definitely. better. And then you go to the defensive side. I, their defense is still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not. This this is not Legion of Shaquille, Boom defense. Shaquille Griffin, yeah, is legit. He could. He's he a should very be. Good he, I think he should be a Pro Bowler. He's a very good corner. Uh, he shut. He shut them down. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, Playing, I mean, he's playing great. The dude. Second coming of Legion Boom, but we saw last night. Maybe. Uh, and also, throwing the Vikings here, zero wins against uh, teams with winning records. Yeah, uh, not good. Yeah, it's not, good. <laughs> not good at all. Uh, like like you said earlier in the podcast, turmoil and the uh, coaching staff, the, it will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care what Kirk Cousins' uh, record is. Uh-huh. It's not going to do anything. It, it's uh, when there's coaching turmoil, especially on the offensive side when. Obviously, Kirk Cousins needs help. It doesn't. Uh, it, it's not going to help him out at all when coaches are getting mad at each other because Mike Zimmer wants to run one thing and John D. Filippo wants to run the other. Yeah, it's uh makes things difficult. Yeah, and you get blown out. Uh, the the score did not indicate what the game was, but they should have. Uh, the score actually ended up actually. I'm 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 actually contradicting myself here. The score actually ended up how the game was because Seattle dominated this game. Mm-hmm. They really did. Uh, the score was close for a while, but this this is what the score should have been. Even if the Seahawks won ten to seven, the Seahawks dominated that football game yeah. defensively, offensively. Um, and Russell Wilson didn't necessarily play great either. I mean, he made some dumb kind of throws and decisions. Yeah. But the uh, defense too. The defense man. I mean, has been Bobby awful. Wagner leading that leading that group. No, I'm man. talking about the Vikings defense. Oh, Vikings! Yeah, awful. It's terrible. Yeah, and Bobby. We always say is Bobby Wagner's the second. I think. He's a t- he's definitely a top two linebacker in the league. First and second, however you want to put it. I would say first. I think he's the best. Yeah, he's he's the best in my opinion. Um, Luke Kuechly coming in second. Then you can argue about yeah. who's third and whatnot. But right. right now, Bobby Wagner is playing as the best linebacker in football. I don't care about tackles or none of that. Um, he's in my opinion, he should be in the front running for defensive player of the year yeah. as I picked him before the season. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. we'll go on to our um, players of the week real quick. I'll go with my offensive player real quick. Uh, I had Amari Cooper, 10 receptions, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he's just balling out, yeah. man. I had Derrick Henry, 17 uh, carries, 238 yards, yeah. a 14-yard average, which <laughs> is insane, and four touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, single-handedly won Tennessee the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Give him more Give him more carries than Mike Vrabel. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then my defense. We, my, have, the I, sa- we have the same. We, we cheated on it again. Yeah. Uh, the whole Bears defense, you're shot the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. And whole Sean base was lowest scoring total yeah. ever. And not even out on the touchdown. Mm-hmm. They got nothing in that game. Yeah, four interceptions, three sacks, five TFLs, ten passes broken up, eight QB hits, only allowed 214 total yards and six points against probably the best offense in the yeah. league or second best. It's crazy. Um, that whole unit deserves a mm-hmm. shout-out. All right, so power rankings, I'll let you go. And our top five, uh, my th- Number five is the Bears. I've still got the Rams at four. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. Number three is New England. It was a fluke play. 
Number two is Kansas City, and number one is New Orleans. Uh, my number five is uh, New England. Number four is uh, the Rams. Number three is the Chargers. Okay. Number oh. two is uh, New Orleans, and number one is Kansas City. Okay. Um, and that wraps it up, y'all. That wraps up our Week 14 recap. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys had some fun with us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for our Week 15 predictions and preview. And till till tomorrow, y'all. Hope y'all have a good one. See ya. Peace out.